Hello and welcome to A History of Alexander the Great Remastered, episode 22, Epilogue. In this epilogue, we shall evaluate Alexander. What did he do? Why did he do it? What were his aims and did he complete them? What did he think of himself? Was he as great as everyone thinks he is? Firstly, what did he do? I'm not going to answer this question for two reasons. Firstly, we covered this in the podcast itself, so if you don't know the answer to this question yet, just what have you been listening to? Secondly, I already gave a condensed list when recounting the mutiny at Opus, and I don't want to do that again. So, the next issue. Why did he do it? What were his aims, and did he complete them? There are many reasons for why Alexander conquered the known world. You could offer explanations such as a need to establish himself through successful military campaigns. You remember the trouble and uprisings that occurred when he came to the throne. Maybe he felt the perfect way to stop these minor foes being a nuisance was to knock out the biggest bully on the playground, Darius. Maybe he did it as he needed money. The Macedonian state was deeply in debt when Alexander came to power. He needed to get some money, so he did the oldest trick in the book. He killed his neighbour and took his stuff. There are important reasons for why Alexander did what he did, and handy ways of justifying his actions. But I would argue they are not the real reason. Not what drove him to keep fighting, to keep marching until his men could take no more. Fame and glory. These are what Alexander desired more than anything else in the world. This was in the back of his mind as he fought Darius on the plains of Mesopotamia, as he chased Bessus through the mountains, as he crossed the Indus, as he marched across the Gedrosian desert. He wanted to do more than any other person had ever done, or would ever do. He wanted to be remembered. He wanted people to still be talking about him 2,300 years after he died, I'm sure he would be delighted to hear that he was still being discussed, still fascinating and inspiring people. To those of us in the West, he's one of the greatest military minds of all time, with an ability I admire, but he's also remembered in the East. In Iran, he's the two-horned one. He's the devil. He is all evil. In the villages, the people sing of the evils of Alexander. Mothers tell their children to be good, or Alexander will get them. This may be a grudge against their country being conquered, but to the Persians it was more than that. To use the Farsi name, Farsi being the Persian language, of the country, Iran Shah. Iran Shah was the centre of the world in the Zoroastrian religion, which is what was practised by the Persians. To Persians, life was a fundamental fight between good and evil, never-ending, it had not been predetermined, as it is in Christian thought. It was ongoing, every action was important in an ongoing fight, which would end one way or the other. And crucial to this was the upkeep of the Iranian state, the upkeep of Iran Shah. And should Iran Shah fall, and the Zoroastrian religion fall with it, then evil would triumph. The victory of Alexander signalled far more than just a new foreign leader coming in. 
it was the end of the world. It was evil triumphing over goodness. This is why it was such a huge deal to them, and why he is the evil one in Iran today. So, Alexander's main aim, glory, was a success, as was establishing himself and getting funds for the treasury. But what about his other aims? Part of his glory chasing was to explore, not something he did very well. Persia was a well-known land. It was far away, yes, but in terms of the modern day, it was more like travelling across Japan than the depths of the ocean. It is far away, exotic, and the world works differently over there than it does in my own Western Europe, but it is by no means uncharted territory. The only discoveries Alexander added to the Greek world was knowledge of the Persian Gulf and bits of India. Quite impressive, but could do better. Culturally, Alexander had far more success. Alexandria would become one of the great cities of the Mediterranean, a centre of culture and science. He would spread Greek culture throughout the eastern Mediterranean and into Central Asia, helped by the number of cities he founded and the soldiers he colonised. But his dream of fusing Hellenistic culture with the Persian culture would not work out. Some areas would become more Hellenised, but his empire, as we saw in the last episode, did not outlive him by long. So, issue number three. What did Alexander think of himself? Did he think he was actually a god? It's an idea that captured his imagination. He may have liked the idea of it very greatly. It was an aspect of the cultures he had conquered, and it does keep reoccurring throughout his life. The last example being that he wanted to be worshipped by the Arabians. I don't think he seriously believed it. After his adventures in Central Asia, you see a lot less of it, and I think Alexander realised he needed to hold off using it to maintain the love of his troops. If he actually believed it, I could imagine him not hiding it. If you look at his attempts to fuse Persian and Macedonian culture, he wore Persian dress openly to encourage this, even though his troops didn't like it. If he believed he was a god, he would probably take a similar approach. Lastly, was Alexander really as great as everyone thinks he is? While I consider Alexander to be a military genius, I can also completely understand the argument that he was a lucky fool. He was nearly killed at the Granicus. At Isis, Darius was in a terrible location to deploy his army. Egypt hated the Persians and was willing to betray them. The huge Persian army at Gaugamela was mostly untrained peasantry, compared to Alexander's smaller, but professional force. The Persian Empire was clearly weak if it couldn't stop Alexander crossing the Hellespont in the first place. The invasion of India was a disaster, where Alexander nearly got himself killed by famously leading his troops into battle, and he killed a large part of his army on the return march across Gedrosia. This sounds like someone very lucky. I can't really argue with these points. These are true, Alexander was very lucky. But this does not stop him being a genius. Julius Caesar, another fantastic general, was by his own admission one of the luckiest. Alexander took control of the Persian Empire in under 10 years, before he was 35. 
no matter how lucky he was, that is quite an achievement. He changed the world. He was born into the classical world and would create the Hellenistic world. I think he deserves his title of Alexander the Great.